Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome back to another episode of the New Block Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Chris, a.k.a. Prince, with the homie Duran, a.k.a. Medic Grizzly. Duran, how we doing, bro? Doing good, man. How you doing, B? I'm doing, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. How was your New Year's? It was solid, man. Trouble good. sorry. It was, it was a good time. Good time. Good, good. That's always a good time. Yeah, Yours? Time. Mine, was, mine was good, man. We had a couple yeah. friends come over, um, you know, in the area. Just, you know, kind of played some games. Drank a little bit. Probably too much champagne that I care to okay. admit, but, you know. <laughs> we're good. You know what I mean? We're, we're, still, we're still alive. You were in your home. That's all that matters. Like, you're not out doing anything dumb. No, no. It was it was very, very chill. Just a couple of friends. Um, nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Actually, okay. the first time in a while that I've actually stayed up long enough to see the ball drop. Usually, no. my wife and I are like zombies by like 10 o'clock. You're not the only one. This is the first time I can remember like, even like, I'm like, what channels come on? I don't even know. And Jay like pulled it pop that we're playing in trouble. And she was like, okay, we'll put it on right now. I'm like, I don't even care about that. Let's get back to the game. Like, we're good. Let's set the clock. It's midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I watch this, I'm going to fall asleep. I need to do something else. Yeah. Pretty much. To keep my mind occupied. Yeah. (laughs) But, um, but yeah. So last chapter, um, we did Daenerys. So we were across the narrow sea. Um, this chapter, we are back in the north with Lord Eddard, uh, receiving. King Robert Baratheon and all of his hosts. So, um, Duran, me and you were kind of talking off air about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, as someone who just watched the show, and this is kind of your first time really getting into the books, yeah, how did you feel about this chapter? As far as just, I feel like there's a lot of information given in this chapter, a lot of like stuff that's in Ned's brain mm-hmm. um, that we didn't get in the show well how i feel about it was like the show the show really didn't give it just as far as like just the how much of a warrior king robert was so if you see the show you see uh, almost like a fat slob that's having a good time drinking eating i'm not saying like slob but he's having a good time he's enjoying the life finer things of life but when they actually go into how they said they haven't seen each other i think it was Nine years is the last time we seen each other, and how King Robert was six five. Now you and I know we both play sports. Six five, that's a big guy. That's a solid. That's a big guy right there. So they said how he was built and everything else, and now they see him. He's his size matches girth. Like they basically trying to explain that he is now Papa's a big giant pig. <laughs> he's having a good time enjoying the yeah, king life. A very nice way of saying the king is fat now. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's what he is. So like. And then seeing that, and then seeing, um, they said 40 horses pulled their family just to get him over there. And how he was talking about how the North is so big, and like he didn't realize his other six kingdoms combined compared to the North, and how the travel was. So just knowing that all this took place just to get there to see Ned, we didn't really get that into the actual show. It just tells you all the pre, like this is actually really important. They went through a lot of hurdles to get here yeah and that's that's like the the really good thing that george does with with his writing especially this early on in the book Mm -hmm. is giving you a bunch of information about the setting of the world without it feeling like let me tell you about where we are it's just like you you get the the sense from how long they've traveled that you understand okay this is wherever the the king sits like wherever like the actual like capital is is quite a ways away from winterfell 
Yes. They're all the way in the north. And like you said, you know, the other six kingdoms can fit into the north. <laughs> yeah. Like bait, like on surface area. So like, I mean, mm-hmm. like this is a, this is a big place. This is a yes. huge place. Um, and, you know, you get a little information about, you know, how Robert and Ned were, uh, you know, were, were really close friends back in mm-hmm. the day. Um, and uh, so the, the first thing that they do or that Robert does is basically tell Ned, you know, they're still like in the courtyard in the castle and they're like, and he's like, hey, you know, take me down to your crypts. You know, I, yeah. I want to pay my respects. Um, and you get a little bit here before they go into the crypts and you get some, you, obviously you get some more information later, but um you know, Ned says, like in his head, he loved him for that and for and for remembering her still after yes. all these years. So like he's um, still the king, he's still all these things, but like he still remember his sister, everything's going on. But yeah. on a little piggyback off that, it's the first time the Lannisters' names was dropped. It's the first time, like in this book, that like and if you notice read the watch the shows, it's a big, big part they play in this whole entire storyline. So knowing like this is how they were introduced, that they went from King's Landing all the way up here to the north of this. And how Robert said, first things first, I want to go pay my respects. It tells you like his mind where it's at no matter what. Right. And like you get a little bit of a little hint into Robert and Cersei's relationship because she made objections about it. Like saying like, look, dude, it's, it's, it's cold. We've been riding all day. You know, the crypt isn't going anywhere. Let's mm-hmm. just all just refresh ourselves and we can, you, you know, you can go do your thing later. Yeah. And Robert just kind of gives her this look. And then her brother, Jamie, who is a member of the Kingsguard, mm-hmm. just kind of escorts her away. So you're getting a little hint into, uh, you know, what, what that, what that political marriage, how that's, how that's going. Um, <laughs> no worries. A straight look, a straight look. Yeah. Jamie's like, just, yeah, I'm just going to take you away. He's not playing about this. Yeah. Yeah. At all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So um, they get into the crypts. Um, what is the crypts like for people as new to this? Like, what is it? Oh yeah, awesome. Um, so the Winterfell crypts um, are basically caverns underneath the castle of Winterfell, mm-hmm. um, where all of the lords of of House Stark are laid to rest. Um. There's a lot of really, really good things in the, like, whenever George talks about the crypts, mm-hmm. it's so creepy. But again, we've talked about this dozens of times, I feel like already. Mm-hmm. He makes inanimate objects, he, he describes them in a very lifelike way, right? So yes. um, when he's talking about Robert or Ned walking down the, the, the corridor past all these all these tombs, um, you know, he's, he says the Lords of Winterfell watch them pass. And remember, like they're the way that they're carved, they don't have like pupils, right? Like how you, how you mm-hmm. would see like a stone statue saying, you know, their eyes are kind of like looking out into like eternal darkness or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but they're watching them pass. So the North is so heavily associated very early between like, you know, the weirwoods um the others the crypts everything mm-hmm. is very is very very creepy everything like you have all these things that that you know Ned and Catelyn they they always feel like they're being watched um and like one of the good things um that i love about like how the crypts are 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 uh like described they mm-hmm. talk about the the stone sculptures they're sitting down with direwolves uh curled at their feet yeah 
and they have iron long swords laid across their lap. And the purpose of this, we we find out, is for them to keep what they call vengeful spirits at bay. And mm-hmm. some of the older ones that have been there for centuries, some of those long swords have rusted away into just nothing, pretty much mm-hmm. at, this, at this point. Um, you know, and, and Ned kind of gets visibly kind of like, you know, kind of like shudders at the thought of, I wonder what that means if their swords are not keeping their, you know, their their spirits at bay <laughs> yeah. anymore. Um, but again, it's it's just a, 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 that little stuff that George always does to just kind of keep keep that creepiness in the forefront of your mind whenever you're whenever you're dealing with the North and you know the Crips and, and the Weirwoods and all these other kind of things. And speaking of like like almost like travel time, everything else, and how they said like into the North and how long it took to get there. Getting down to these crypts, it was a good long walk path. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna turn the corner. Here it is. Like this is a very long, cold air can feel coming through. Like you just felt the north atmosphere. And it mentioned how like King Robert was out of breath, just walking down there. So it shows like how far he has came from the great beast to what he is now, and also tells you that this is not. This is a lot of homage, paying a lot of tribute. Yeah, I um, and one of the things that we get very early on to kind of you know piggybacking on what you were saying about uh you know King Robert kind of being like a, a slob, um mm-hmm. you know he's talking about wanting to bring Ned south so that he can get a taste of summer. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, talk it up. He's kind of a, he's just kind of a pig, um, because he's talking about you know. You know, women lose all modesty in the heat. He's talking about like how yes. how in the river beneath the castle, you know, they're always swimming naked, and mm-hmm. you can kind of see him just like lighting up when he's talking about like just completely perving out about these girls and like. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, There's it's a just a little a little there. bit more info just on like you know King Robert and you know how he how he gets down. Yeah, like there was a quote in there. It was like uh, you can. <laughs> There's how alcohol was so like accessible and how it was so cheap up there. Everything else. It was like you can uh, get drunk by just breathing the air, like that tells you right there. Like that's just party life, straight Vegas style. If you want to put anything, it's always accessible there. Versus the North is like, this is no offense, it's grandma's house. Like yeah. <laughs> nothing's yeah. going on over here. Nothing <laughs> fun is happening up here. Yeah, nothing like fun two different here. sides of the coin. And Ned's like, I like it up here. I'm fine. I'm cool. And everyone yeah. King was like, No, come down. To, I gotta take you somewhere. I got to show you out. This is a good time down here. Your peer is not where it's at. Yeah, like Robert, even he complains about the summer snows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ned's like, I mean, you know, summer snows, they happen, dude. I mean, I hope they weren't too much trouble. But I mean, again, this is a place where it snows in the summer. So it's, yes. you know, yes. it's it's different. It's different. But again, you know, to that to that end, too, you get some more info about like High Garden and some of these other locations in Westeros. Mm-hmm. So, um Lots of good info there just about like where we are and kind of how like the proximity of things, how far away Winterfell really is from like everyone else, which explains why the Northerners are so much different than like everyone Mm -hmm. else in the realm, because they're just they're so far away from everything. They have their own religion, like they're just they're just different people. Um, So we were talking about this off air, too. Um, You mentioned that before you read the books, you didn't realize that uh, Ned had had an older brother. No, we knew about Leanna, like we knew about his sister, and um, it was like little breadcrumbs growing the whole time. So we knew she played a huge part. I'm not giving out too much right now, but far as them 
the show. But I didn't know he had a brother. And like inside the details of the text, it goes to there was three tombs. So eventually uh, Ned and King Robert they go to and they stop at three tombs. And it said that it was Ned's father and then it was Brandon and he was killed when he was 20 by the Mad King. Like it actually said like at 20 you was strangled by the Mad King. Like this is like, that's why the North don't really rock with nobody. Like that tells you right there that there's more depth and feelings and emotion to this entire kingdom than people realize. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. It's, um, I don't know, like, this is probably my third or fourth time reading through the book. So, yeah. Um, but like reading it back again, it's just like getting that info just about how Ned and Robert came to be, right? Because mm-hmm. we know that we, we just got off of Daenerys chapter where we, where we learned a little bit about the Targaryen dynasty. And now yep. we're kind of getting the other side of, uh, you know, of the coin here with Ned and Robert's perspective on, you know, what kind of how it all went down 15 years past. Right. So. Um, so, yeah. So then he had an older brother. I, I love that they put in there, too, really quick that he was killed just a couple days before he was supposed to wed Catelyn Tully of River Run. Yes. So you realize that, OK, Ned and Catelyn got married out of necessity he mm-hmm. was she was supposed to marry brandon who was the heir who was the firstborn son and the heir to winterfell mm-hmm. he died so did, so did so did lord rickard who was who was you know the, the lord of winterfell so the next in line was ned so um again man you just you, you you're you're learning that this world is fucked up man westeros is yeah. fucked up i mean again brandon died at 20 liana died at 16 like i mean Ned is what thirty five at this point, something like yeah. that. He's and he, he's got a he's got a bunch of gray hair. Like he's he's like a thirty five is like a middle aged man in Westeros. Yes. You know what I mean? So these guys have they've they've been through the ringer. They have been through the ringer. So tell me how do you feel about um, showing how King Robert and then when he starts the tomb and then like he puts his hand on the tombstone as if like it was flush. And shows like his true emotion for for Ned's sister and how he really adored her and how he really felt that this was my wife, not what I currently have. Yeah, so for those of you guys who are unfamiliar with kind of the backstory, um, Robert Baratheon, before he was king, obviously, was betrothed to Lyanna Stark, which is Ned's sister, which we talked about. Um at some point, for reasons we do not have time to get into today, oh, not yet. <laughs> um, Rhaegar, who was the crown prince at the time, runs off with Lyanna Stark. Now, some people, depending on who you ask, will have differing opinions about what happened. Some people say they ran off together. Some mm-hmm. people say that he, that Rhaegar kidnapped Lyanna and raped her. What's Rhaegar's um, last name? So people know. Rhaegar Targaryen. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so. Basically, what happened with Brandon, Ned's brother, he went to King's Landing and basically told the Mad King, you know, tell your soft ass son to come out here and bring my sister back mm-hmm. or McGutty, basically. Well, you can't walk into King's Landing and threaten the crown prince no matter what he did. So um, Brandon was arrested and then the Mad King called Lord Rickard Stark to basically ransom his son. Mm-hmm. He comes down there. The Mad King sentences them both to death. 
what Lord Rickard does is he says, okay, well, I demand trial by combat. We've all seen the show. We know what trial by combat is. Yeah. The Mad King, as fucking nuts as he is, says, okay, well, my champion is fire. Not a person. Fire. So he had the King's Guard tie him up and kind of um, string him up like in the throne room, mm-hmm. like in midair. And they started a fire under him. And essentially, essentially cooked him alive. Um, at the same time, it gets worse. It gets worse. At the same time, he brings Brandon Stark into the throne room and attaches a little like strangle device that's like hooked up to a wall behind him. Mm-hmm. And he puts a long sword just out of reach. And he says, if you can cut your father free, you guys can go home. And so Brandon strangles himself trying to get the sword so he can cut his father free. It's like some Saw movie type stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So after that, the Mad King basically wrote to John Aaron, which we got a little bit of exposition about in a previous chapter, Mm -hmm. um, ordering him to send him the heads of Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark, who were his uh, wards at the time. Yes. In the Eyrie. This is when John Aaron, Robert Baratheon, and Ned Stark all call their banners. Westeros, you know, descends into civil war and ends with all of the Tar- Targaryens dead, essentially, except for Viserys and Daenerys, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, Which in the previous chapter explains why Danny was by herself and whatever happened beforehand. So it's getting right. more deep. Right, right. But to, to bring it back full circle, just about, you know, about what you said about Robert touching Lyanna's statue and kind of like trying to like will her back to life, pretty much. Um, you kind of really get to see, um, you know, this was not the life that Robert wanted. Robert never wanted to be king. Um, yeah. In fact, he, he says that any chance he gets, he hates being king. He told Ned, he was like, I, I, I promise you, holding the throne is a thousand times harder than, than winning it. Yes. Um. But, you know, you get to see where, like, Robert's real feelings are. Like, he, he's, not, he's not built for this. He's not built for this life. He's a warrior. No. He, all he wanted mm-hmm. to do was, was, was ride in a battle, and, and that, that made him feel alive. And ever since he won the throne, he's been, he's been kind of empty. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we, we get some more information just about uh, Liana. And, of course, you know, Ned kind of reminisces about the, the day that she died. Um, you know, mm-hmm. those those famous words, promise me, Ned, which we won't get into right now. But the writing is so great, man. It's yeah. so great. Like knowing a little bit and realizing that there's that little bit's a lot. It's a lot coming really oh, yeah. fast. Um and knowing that how like so you have this, you have young lads fighting a battle, rebellion, the Mad King was going crazy. That's ridiculous for what he had to do for the Starks. And also tells you and paints a picture. And why he said Ned was had to marry. He didn't plan on marrying. Their relationship and how they their dialect towards each other, how it was a little strange at times. Now you see why. And also you understand why the North just does not care about anything outside of the North. Because yep. every time they go outside the North, crazy stuff happens. Yep. So like you see how like even King Robert's like, she shouldn't be down here. She should be up on the hill with the clouds. Like just seeing a straight, soft, romantic side out of him. And this mm-hmm. was a great warrior. And then how he talks about how he promised that he would get revenge and how he's only mad that he only did it one time and that yeah. he dreams about doing it more and more every time he gets a chance. Yeah. 
yeah, this this dude hates Rhaegar something fierce. I mean, yeah. yeah, when when he when he dropped that line to your point, and he was like, you know, I I vowed to kill him for what he did to her, and that's like you did, and he's just like only once. I was like, wow, you really hate this fucking guy. I don't hate him. <laughs> so in the book, it explains how like Robert King, he's six five, right? Built guy, powerful, like small forward in the NBA type, and how his weapon a choice and that he used to basically cave in his chest and how the jewels were all over the place in the river and flowing. It just shows the impact of what he put in, how much anger and force he had just to get that kill back. And then oh, said yeah. as it came late, hey, he was already in the world, basically floating, bro. It was over. Yeah, it was it, it was over by the time that even got on the scene pretty much. Yeah. Because after, after the crown prince dies, it's, you know, what are we fighting for at this point? <laughs> And have his troops like in the actual like the water trying to get the jewels. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you right there where the allegiance is. It's about money. And when yeah. it all comes down to it, everybody wants to have their own cut of the actual pie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. and you got the feeling that Ned knew that, yeah, you came all the way for something. It wasn't just for this. And then he tried to distract him with saying, Hey, don't you gotta visit the wall? Don't you gotta do other things? And what is your feelings about that, knowing how we, the others in the first prologue, we mentioned that, how we really haven't dabbled too much on that, and how we said winter is coming, and how King Robert's like, eh, I'm okay, the wall can stay here longer, it's fine, it doesn't need me. Yeah, I, again, it's just, George will always, like, there's obviously the, the, the political stuff in the South is what kind of keeps you reading the book a little bit, but... Every now and again, he'll drop little hints about like, hey, don't forget about this stuff all the way up in here, all the way up here that we started the whole series with. Don't forget that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's just, you know, it's par for the course for most of the lords in Westeros. No mm-hmm. one thinks that it's that it's a real threat. Um, you know, like Robert said, it stood for 8,000 years. It can, it can hold for another couple of days. Man. You know, which, you know, I don't know. Maybe it won't. So who's at the North that um, sort of fans will know about the connection with the North and how there's a, a point of contact that tells Ned and informs him what's going on? What do you mean exactly? Um, does have a brother up there? John talking about the snow and everything else. Like there was more depth in there talking about how. Oh, oh, Ned's his. Oh, yeah, there. his. Yeah, his. So Ned's younger brother, Benjamin, yes. um, is a man of the Night's Watch. He's a ranger on the Night's Watch, which. We'll get some. I think the next chapter is John, so we'll we'll get some okay. we'll get some Benjamin a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, speaking of uh, of Johns, um, they you know they start talking about John Aaron and kind of you know his sickness and and, and how he died. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and you're starting to get a little bit of hints that maybe this wasn't natural causes, only because you know Robert was like, if you'd have, if you would have seen him a couple of weeks ago, you thought he lived forever. And mm-hmm. then whatever he, he got hit with, it burned right through him. I've never seen someone get so sick so fast. Um, you know, and again, they they, they kind of bond over that because, of course, they were wards together. So they basically grew up, you know, being raised by John Aaron. Yeah. Um, and then, it, you know, of course, it, it finally comes out. To your point, Ned realizes, look. Kings don't come up to the north very often. <laughs> I, I I know we I know we're homies and everything like that, but mm-hmm. what you want, dog? Um, and Robert drops the bomb on him basically and tells him, you know, I want you to serve as hand of the king. Um, which, 
is the second most powerful man in the realm. I mean, the hand of the king is the right hand mm-hmm. man to the king. I mean, he, he speaks with the king's voice. Um, he, he commands he commands the king's armies, draws up their laws, uh, does all the things. So, uh, you know, but again, that means that Ned would have to leave the north and go live down south in he King's don't Landing. You know, he does not to want to do that. He wants all. he he couldn't think of something he would want less. Yes, and like there's a line in there of saying the uh, what the king dreams, the hand builds. So let you know the king. He just wants someone there to do everything for him while he still drinks booze and has fun with whatever participants he chooses to be around. That's all he yep. wants to do. And Ned's like, I'm not an idiot. I'm cool. I don't want nothing to do with that. The way you guys maneuver, plus what y'all did to my pops, my brother, and like the history, I don't want nothing to do with this. Yeah. And and you, you get a little info too about um how Ned feels about the Lannisters. I know we got a, a, a quick peek of them, um, or Cersei and Jamie at least. Yeah. Um at the beginning of the chapter. But you know Robert talks about, you know, John Aaron's son, um, Robert Aaron, who is only a boy, but since his dad has just passed, he's now effectively Lord of the Erie. Um, and talking about Robert wanted to have him fostered by Lord Tywin Lannister. <laughs> um, and Ned is like, well, you know, if Lysa, who is Robert Aaron's um, mom and Catelyn's sister, mm-hmm. If she doesn't want to consent to that, you could, you know, you could send them here. I mean, they're he's cousins to my kids, so yeah. I mean that that it's should happy. work out. Yeah, and Robert's like, uh, you know, I, Tywin's already given his consent. I don't want to slight him. Mm-hmm. And Ned's kind of like, eh, fuck Tywin, <laughs> basically. <laughs> it's like I don't give a fuck about what what a Lannister thinks. I don't care so- about Lannister pride. So effortlessly, just like yo, like I don't care. That's my that's yeah. my nephew in a sense. Like I want him up here. Like screw that. And on top of that, you see Ned also trying to like build a better defense on why he doesn't want to go down there. Like give me more reason to stay where I'm at. Right. Go about your business. Right. I love right. seeing you, bro. But you got to go. I don't yeah. want to go with you. Yeah. Yeah. But then, of course, Robert drops another bombshell on him that he was not expecting. No. So you know, he, Robert kind of again kind of reminisces about the old times saying like look you know we're homies if your sister had lived mm-hmm. we would have been brothers by law yes but you know it's 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 not too late for us to join our houses so i have a son you have a daughter let's hook it up which ned, you know, like... is it ned's surprise but it's also a huge step up for any family in westeros right because mm-hmm. robert's son is the crown prince which means he's going to be king one day, yes. which means Sansa would be queen of the seven kingdoms. That is, that's, that's a, that's a huge come up. That's a huge that, come up. So it's like, she's 11. No, uh, she's 11. It's not happening. Like, I don't want Yeah. And Robert's like, ah, that's, that's fine. They don't have to get married next week. We just, you know, we can just patrol them. You know what I mean? We just start the courtship now. Why not? Um, and just seeing like, Knowing how character was and like how Rob jo- um, King joked about how like Ned, you're not laughing, and um, I'm paraphrasing like the man's laughter in the North gets frozen in the throat, and how like that's like a paraphrase of what it was. It just shows you yeah. how like stone cold they were about, yo, I don't play these games. Like go that way. Now you bring my daughter into it too. No, she's too young. I don't want anything to do with this. You're dropping yeah. too much on me, my guy. Yeah, too much. yeah. 
and it's and it's um going back to what we said earlier in the chapter about like the uh you know the stone sculptures kind of mm-hmm. feeling alive when robert is talking to ned and when he offers him the hand uh the the job of hand of the king yeah and he's like and ned is like oh you know i, I i'm not worthy of the honor and he's like i'm not trying to honor you i'm trying to i want you to run the kingdom so i can yes. like eat drink and whore my way into an early grave and he laughs and there's a little part in there where it says the statues looked on with disapproving eyes yes and it's just like again it's it's just showing you that like again northerners are different they don't Mm -hmm. they don't get down like this um and house stark like the legacy of house stark does not approve of this robert baratheon guy Mm -hmm. clearly i mean we've we get so many little touches like that throughout this chapter um, that it's 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 kind of letting you know. And again, you know, to your point about like every time the Starks go south, some crazy shit happens to them. Every single time. So. Like, it's know, not like a typical road. It's like, yo, some of the worst possible case times two happens every single time. And they also mentioned how the Crip and how they, uh, that's why I was explaining what the Crip is, how there's also un, there's open tombs. Mm-hmm. And how Ned's like, that's made for me and my children. It made him uneasy yep. about the future and what's going to take place. And then was, they dropped the line, winter is coming. Like, just let you remind you, like, hey, all this other political stuff's happening. The whole marriage, yeah. the whole bylaws, trying to join everything together, how the king has his own agenda. But, yo, Ned, winter's still coming, bro. So what you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I feel for Ned in this situation mm-hmm. because... He obviously does not want to go. He would, if he had his choice, he would be in Winterfell and just stay up there forever until until he croaks. But would you want to go? Hell no, I wouldn't want to. Exactly, no, I'm not going there at all. But but where it gets tricky for him is, look, their their father figure and basically their foster father died, who was running the kingdoms for Robert the last fifteen years. Yeah. Robert clearly, does, clearly doesn't trust anyone in the South. Ned understands that, like, the South is just, again, Northerners are different. He knows that they play a lot of games. He's not really with that. And he knows that Robert wouldn't have come all this way did he not really need him Yeah. to put things back in order. And then on top of that, he offers to make your eldest daughter queen. It's kind of a hard thing to say no to. I mean, I get it. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but you know, if your best at, friend that you haven't seen in a couple of years comes and he's like, "Well, yeah. yo, I need you, I need your help," you're gonna help him. And also, with Ned being and the Starks being what they are about, how's a small part in there talk about how how there's king of the north? Like they mentioned how the the Starks had the king of their own land, and how that's how long the history of the um, Starks are, right? And how you you kept your word and you do what you have to do for the benefit of your family. So you're mentioning how this next phase of his daughter becoming the queen and how he now can actually see the realm and see how it's going. You almost feel like you're obligated to protect and know what's going on because even King um, Deanna said, I'm not, you talk to your wife about it, go ahead, but don't make me wait that long. I want to make sure we get this thing rolling. Right. So it tells me that, hey, we're friends, but I'm still the king. Exactly. Yeah. And and, and it's, a, it's a weird dynamic for, I'm sure for, probably for both of them, right? Because like, if if you're, I understand like that one perspective. If you're Ned, you're just like, I got to tread carefully. He's my friend, but he's also also the king. But 
but also for Robert too, right? Like, yeah, like that's my homie, but he's also my subject as well too. And yeah. you get a little taste of that too when he's like, and he's like, oh, you, you know, you could have done something for John Aaron, um, for for all his years of service, you owe him that much. And Robert kind of has to be the king again and say, you know, he he did his his duty to his liege lord. Yes, it was. Um, but I'm not ungrateful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's but he's like, but I'm not ungrateful. So he's like, yeah. So he's like, you know, don't don't get it twisted. Like he did what he was supposed to do because that's the law. Yeah. I'm glad that he did that he did it. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm still the king. To your point, you know what I mean. So like, he can give he can still give that command to Ned, and I feel like it's a it's a tricky line he's got to kind of balance because he doesn't want people in the realm thinking that he's treating the Starks different just because him and that are homies because at the end of the day he's still king and his word is still law so um it's it, it's an interesting little uh dynamic that I can't wait to to get more into when Ned does get down at King's Landing and him and Robert have differing views on how to handle certain you know political issues it gets it gets really interesting different sides of a coin that's yep. the world the way they walk the way they handle themselves it's like y'all were friends y'all were homies yeah. like and it also tells you how the realm has changed him completely not only from the outside but from the inside and then the next chapter is john snow bro like, yeah i'm excited for, for for the john the john chapter it just it tells you like everyone at this point in time is at the north they're all gathered and then your next chapter is john Okay, well, that tells you something. Like, it just there's something going on here. Of all the characters you could possibly choose, that's who's next. And it's a great chapter too. I, I can't, I can't wait until we do that one. <laughs> Out of, I think, reading like reading the books, I would say John, Daenerys, and Tyrion are my favorite POV characters. Oh, Tyrion's a freaking, he's, yeah. he's Tyrion's yeah. great. I can't wait until we get a Tyrion chapter. That's gonna be hilarious. Is that soon? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to look too far ahead, but we'll just. Okay. We'll we'll focus on John next time. But um, you got anything else? No, I just I just love the dynamic and how all of this was like in my mind is taking place, almost like a secret meeting underground while everyone else is above. Yeah, and it's like sure. a foreshadowing thing of how the kingdom was ran. There's conversations that everyone at the top knows, but there's real conversations down in the gritty, and it tells you like in the trenches when things pop off who's really by your side. So he kings came down there and like he's married to a. Lannister he's been up there but he still does not feel completely safe and then yeah. you mentioned how it just tells you like there's more coming and I'm excited yeah no that, that's a that's a great point that is some very good foreshadowing as far as just like the dynamic of yeah. this quote-unquote game of thrones that they play but um but yeah man no I'm I mean I'm, I'm excited for for the next chapter again like I said John is one of my favorite characters so um excited to get to get into it but uh Duran it's been a pleasure as always man Maybe I get back to these chapters. Fun. Uh, we love it. And thank you guys for like, follow, subscribe, comment. We love it. We love it, man. We appreciate yeah. you guys. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace and love.